and we're live. Live. Four Twelve King Street Podcast. Let's get it. We can already know it. It's your boy Matt, Alex, Isaiah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it goes. Back on the Zoom. Back on the Zoom. Back on the Zoom. The spiking. <laughs> Nah, it's not, it's not that, but doing it on the Zoom. Um, how y'all doing? You know, living life. Yep. Trying to chase that life. <laughs> that bag. I'm good. You good, bro? I mean, that's crazy. I'm good. Isaiah look like an unlocked the character right now. <laughs> My man about to be the uh, Super Saiyan Five. I look like the uh, the villains in the shadows. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let's start out. We got this day in Black History. Um, we didn't have a best episode last Sunday, but last Sunday, August second. Um, was the late representative uh, John Lewis's birthday, so wanted to uh, um, let that out. Um, we talked about him uh, last episode and all the um, great things he did for the community, for the nation. So, 1967, Deion Sanders was born <laughs> this day. <laughs> Bro, my notes is messed up, and I can't find it. Oh, um, all right. So, 1963, Whitney Houston was born on this day. And then uh, 1936, uh, Jesse Owens won. Well, Jesse Owens won his fourth gold medal at the Berlin Olympics. Yeah, Owens, the prolific track star. Um, definitely breaking some barriers. Um, Whitney Houston, Grammy award winning. I think she won a Grammy. Whitney, prolific singer. Amazing singer. Deion Sanders. Is she the best singer of all time? Back. Is she the best singer of all time? She's up there. If she's not the best, she's one of the best. I think I won a Grammy. I think I think I won a Grammy. Um, so, uh, <laughs> let's get it popping. Oh, got, yeah, she won uh, some Grammys. Yeah? Yeah. So, she got, she, she received eight Grammys. Yeah, the only reason I would question it is, you know, discrimination back in the day, but. Yeah. Gonna yeah. deny Whitney. Um, so, let's first get popping. We're gonna talk about uh, college players organizing. And we can talk about just uh, the restart, the sports restart in general, and uh, kind of everything going on. So given everything with COVID um, and the increase in cases, there's been a lot of discussion regarding college sports um, restarting. Um, there's college players, such as the Pac-12 organizing to uh, have certain parameters set in place before they will accept playing. Um, and what are your guys' thoughts on this? First, let's talk about like, if we're in that situation, so let's say we're still playing. Um, I don't think the NAI even gave athletes the option to 
opt out. No. But I think so. What in that situation, if we were still playing, how would y'all handle everything going on? What would y'all do? Man, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'll probably be on some dumb stuff, right? So probably not the best. Back like back then, that's like two, two, three years ago, four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's I don't know. I'll probably be like, I'm gonna play, cause you know, <laughs> some dumb stuff. But that's me. But now I'd be like, Nah, I'm good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I probably uh, looking back, probably have to work with people on campus or not on campus that work for the school that have that could be advocates for us to speak to the administration because, you know, some, you, we know, we all know, like our, our experience at BC, sometimes stuff falls on deaf ears. And so um, with this, it could be like, they're not going to listen. It's because it, they think like, oh, y'all just don't want to play, even though want to play. It's just like, is it safe? Is it really even safe? Yeah, I think my thing is, um, I don't know if I'd play just because I'd have to know what they would do if I personally got COVID. Like, how are you, like, if I if I end up having to go to the hospital, how are you going to handle that? Because when I had my knee surgery, they covered, I think they gave me like $500. $500. Huh? $500, I remember yeah, and the surgery was like twenty two thousand twenty five hundred dollars. So I would need to know how they're gonna handle like if I have to go to the ER, all of that. Like it's my like, I, and I I know a lot of athletes um, that are still playing probably not thinking about that, but it's like these are medical expenses that we'll have to pay back. You get COVID, so. Dylan remembers that because I was going, I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> I was super. So it's the same thing, though, because I remember when I got my concussion, I was like, I need to go check this out, you know? So I went to the ER. I had to pay for that. So, you know, they just like, just go see Pat. Like, you know, that's a whole head injury. I just went. Exactly. What do y'all think about the players organizing? Uh, the last example I saw of like the players organizing before we left, or right, but right after we left was, uh, or no, was it senior when that incident happened with the security guard, and the whole team was about to boycott practice because they had tried to kick off two of the players for defending themselves and defending each other. And um, the administration sided immediately with the security guard, even though he was dead wrong. And so imagine us in that scenario. Uh, that was 2017. This is 2020 now. And so it's like, or that, no, it's 2018. And uh, <laughs> seeing how they handle that, bro, I don't know. I don't know how we would be able to organize. I know that we would have, we would have probably got together and as a group and said, we can't do this as a, uh, together. But back then, man, it seemed like 
the cards are stacked against us. They didn't even listen until <clears throat> the football team, the whole football team was like, nah, we're not going to play. But So we got power. It's just like we had to be unified in that power, all of us. Be one, one big old group <laughs> talking together. Yeah, and it seems like uh, um, I don't know about like the NAIA exactly because it seems like what's going on is the heart conference is gonna be the only conference playing. I'm, I think in the fall, um, but then you look at like. Uh, like you look at D1, like Pac-12, you have all the players saying they won't play unless these specific parameters are set up. Um, like players, making sure players are safe, having protocols in place. If someone has COVID, um, yeah, I think it's important, like what you said about having a unified message and um, having a hard stance. Because that's a tough situation. You really think about it, that's a tough situation to be in. Because you, you, you're risking a lot in taking that stance. I was thinking uh, one of my heavy friends is about to go back to school playing football up in Iowa and uh, – or not Iowa, Illinois. And uh, half of his team isn't coming back onto the campus because – uh, they're all from like Georgia and Florida and they have to quarantine um, because they either have it or got exposed by it. So their, their, their dates to come back is uh, limited. Like they can only come back after so many days. And so it, even the, since the season's delayed, it, it works out, but it's like, there's so many people that can't come to the campus yet. And so he's thinking like, when they come back, like, dang, am I gonna get sick? And so he's wondering even if he should come back and how that how would it happen if they cancel the season and cancel classes? Is he just gonna be stuck up there? It's just stuff to it's a lot of variables. These kids have to come from all over the world to go to school. Like BC we had kids coming from all over the world. They can't really they can't just instantly go back to school or back home. Because yeah. if school gets canceled, then they close the if in-person classes get canceled, like, what, whenever COVID first happened, they, like, closed the dorms down and we're trying to mm -hmm. have people leave. It's just too much. Way too much. And we are – Avila just had their first case on campus, bro, and their school ain't even started yet. Like, it was last week. They just had a resident that had been there. He got exposed, and now they had to send a whole email. It's all bad. guys have anything else you want to add to this topic? No, I mean, it's just good to see people are caring about their safety. That's real good to see. Yeah. And I mean, they should have created like a – I mean, we can talk about the NAI. I don't think the NAI – oh, they didn't create an opt-out clause because uh, they're doing the spring season. That would be on the heart. Athletic conference to create an opt-out option because mm. they're doing the fall season. So, I, I, people, like, there, I guess there's people 
like coming clapping back at people that have been opting out in the NFL and college football seasons. Uh, I'm just like, bro, it's just a game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a game. And I get it. We work hard or whatever to do it, but at the same time, this is a privilege. All right. We don't really. And we're not making no money from this man. <laughs> they ain't got no scholarships. NI is different, bro. <laughs> Different beast. Um. Yeah. So next, we gotta talk about uh, the power of the internet uh, and kind of the polarization that we see of different groups. Um, it's kind of getting extreme out there um, online on social media, um, and you have a lot of stuff that can be faked. Um, Like, have you guys seen those uh, videos where they edit what the person says? Like, they make it so the speech they gave didn't actually get said. Like, they get words and phrases from, like, other speeches and stuff that they've done. And then the video, they put it, they spike it all together, and it makes it sound like that's what they're saying, like, saying. You know what's crazy about that, bro? The uh, the amount of effort it takes to do something like that, to splice together a video like that, takes like hours and at, like hundreds of like labor, hundreds of hours of labor to mm-hmm. like splice together individual videos and make it blend. Yeah, bro, it just makes you think. When you you can tell sometimes when they like like the the voice doesn't match up with the tone, but mm-hmm. well, people got. So much time on their hands. So much time. Bro. I mean, if someone has an agenda they want to push, they'll they'll use that time. If they find some benefit from it. Especially nowadays, like, a lot of people don't uh, like research. They see, they can just kind of go off what they initially see. And they're like, that's it. That's the answer. Oh. Technology crazy, man. Ultra crazy. Yeah, it's like uh, you get canceled for anything nowadays and can't really, it's hard to speak up for yourself sometimes. I saw something that made me mad about canceling the other day. What happened? Who got canceled? I was like, all right, bro. What the? I saw something about uh, Sean Mendes. It was about something he did. What's going on? <laughs> when he was what? Huh? When he was what? 15. Yeah. I guess he made some inappropriate comments or something. Imagine if y'all locked on logged on to Twitter. And it was like the Alex Dillard party. <laughs> Alex Dillard is over party. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> yeah. I would just be like, what did I do? <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's just like when uh, wasn't it King Bat? You remember that? What? Where they were like going in on him? Yeah, bro. Like he did funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, but yeah, that's just like the internet is crazy tool where it could it could easily be used for greater good, which we've seen. Or the greater bad, which we see. I, I'm starting to see a lot more of the bad than the good. 
lately. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I did want to get y'all's opinion on something. I saw this video, and they were saying, like, our education system is kind of, like, uh, outdated in a way. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, with our smartphones, like, if we need math, we got a calculator on there. Mm-hmm. If we need, like, to look something up, or, like, uh, like when it's World War II, you got Google for that because, you know, it was like based on memorization, memorizing stuff. I was just seeing what y'all thought about this. Um, I don't know. Was it saying like we should incorporate technology more into our edu- education system? No, nah, you're just saying like it was out, like our, we just got to fix our education system because it's just outdated. Mm-hmm. Like the way that kids are taught now. Um, yeah, I know, like, education system seems to kind of be lagging with change sometimes, sometimes, um, but I remember, like, looking back on it, it seemed like a lot of the education was really, like, regurgitating what you learn, basically. It wasn't really, like, seeing if you really understood what you're being taught. It was like, yeah. you see, you like look over your notes. This is what we learned. And then you pretty much copy and paste what you learned. Uh, I found out what I was talk- trying to talk about, bro. The NBA uh, uh, owner for the, um, uh, what team is it? I think it's Orlando. Um, Loeffler. Um, she's like, uh, cancel curse, cancel coaster is trying to silence me in my opinions. Um, and some about like she doesn't like, uh, she doesn't agree with the Black Lives Matter movement, and so she's like, she's saying like her all of her players wore black t shirts that said vote Warwick, who is her opponent in November, um, because she's a state senator, and um, she's like, well. Uh, they're, they're not letting me say my rights or display my rights about uh, pro-life and XYZ. And in the same breath, she's like, I'm the same breath, she's not understanding that, like, you can have the other opinion, too. They're not going to identify with what you're saying. They don't agree. That's why they feel that way. If you're not going to support their movement, then hell no, they're not going <laughs> to vote for you. That's just how it goes. But she was talking about like cancel culture and how cancel culture is causing her voice to be smaller, I guess, quote unquote, even though she's a senator. Like, what do you. It's yeah, the, that. It's the WNBA owner of the Atlanta, Atlanta Dream, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what she said is not cancel culture. No. The, the players are just saying vote for her opposition. Like, they have a right to do that. It's not they're not canceling you. They're saying you can't do your job as a senator and now you gotta get the hell out of there. I think she's just tripping. Sounds like she's been tripping. Super tripping. She probably knows she's gonna lose. So back to what Alex was saying <laughs> about 
proving outdated. What are your thoughts, Isaiah? You said uh, out there, oh, the uh, education system? Yeah. Uh, in high school, it was a lot of, like you said, regurgitation. Um, history class was like, here's the test answers, and here's the test. Just, you know, go ahead and write that real quick, and then call it a day. And that was in every class for the most part. And so we wasn't really challenged. I didn't really get challenged until like uh, anatomy and physiology and like uh, chemistry. Chemistry was beating my ass. God damn, that shit was crazy. I was in there like, this is, yeah, I don't think this is for me. But other than that, yeah, man, like this, the system is not built. It's not really built for us to be like free thinkers, I guess. Think on our own, like how to think. That's why I was like, it's really, I think Diller, Diller's Wi-Fi went out. No! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's really, yeah, it's not free thinking. That's I think that's the biggest issue. You see, some kid might have a different mindset on how to do something, and the teacher is just like, nah, we're not going to do that. Or just like skip over what the kid's saying instead of exploring that thought even more. Which I mean, being in the teacher's shoes, it's like, oh, I feel like that's a panic moment where it's like, I don't know how to go out. Like, you can't really uh, ad lib off that. And also, they have their job to worry about in terms of is this gonna like look bad? Um, and trying to follow the construct of. Um, their curriculum, basically. They, they have parameters they have to follow. If they don't, then, uh, you know, the principal's going to be up up, that, up there, like, in their business, um, like, reprimanding them. And you see, I think we see it a lot with, like, English teachers. Like, they try, to, they try their best to teach their students, like, to be thinking outside the box. But sometimes... Um, they get pushback from the administration because it's like they're the kids are learning like, okay, I could do this or I could do that, but it goes against like the ethics of the school and things like that. We I experienced that with uh, one of the uh, professors at BC, an English professor. You remember you remember uh our English professor at BC? Who? Remember her name I think her name was Madeline, but she went by Muffy. Oh no, I didn't have her. Wait. Definitely. You had her? No, she was uh she was my uh bro, she was my advisor before I got uh before I declared my major. Oh yeah? Uh-huh. Yeah, she was definitely going against the grain at the school, bro. She was definitely not um trying to hear nothing about what the men like menace and all of them were saying. And so I think I, I ended up pushing her out because I don't know if we saw her at the end of our career. Probably. Because, well, we don't really have to. <laughs> we don't have to. Touch <laughs> we don't know. But, yeah, it probably did get her pushed out for real. Welcome back, Alex Dillard. Are- Come on down. You are <laughs> Price is right. No. <laughs> Yeah, my router turned off, I guess. Uh, 
Yeah, I get better Wi-Fi. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, so we we talked about the education. What are you? What's your thoughts on it? Um, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting because you know I didn't see it in that perspective, but like I wouldn't say it's like outdated because they're always trying. I feel like education. They're always trying to do something now. Mm-hmm. like get better at stuff because I know there's like different ways so now they're doing math and science and stuff so. did you say they're doing math and science and stuff but like different like I know there's I forgot what the method the new math method is but it's like oh that uh what's it called it's the one everybody was upset about yeah, yeah, yeah. That, the kids is doing it. I was like, "What the? What's going on?" Yeah, I'm gonna be upset too when my kids are doing it because they're gonna think I'm stupid. This seems difficult. Oh. Um, let me see. So next, we got um, talking about rebellion and trying to. It seems weird, kind of. Um, especially right now when you got a lot of people fighting against um, like the rules that are being set in place in terms of like wearing masks in stores and like people will legit fight over that and it's like I'm thinking like sometimes I feel like people just is it the idea of being told what to do or do they just really not want to? Is it the mass, or do they just don't want to be told what to do? I think it, bro, it goes down to people just entitled, and they don't want to be told what to do. There, bro, there's people walking around claiming they're from a fake, <clears throat> like government agency, tell people that wearing masks uh, violates our rights or their rights. Even like, bro, there's a video of this <laughs> girl dressed in like a regular clothes. Talking about, I, I'm with this agency for rights about mass protection or air breathe, air filter or whatever. And it was just, bro, just put on the mask, bro. <clears throat> just put the mask on. Oh, it's crazy. You got surgeons wearing masks for eight hours on a surgery, but you can't wear it for 10 minutes in a, in a, in a store? Come on, bro. Yeah, they be wearing Come like five masks. For eight hours, five different forms of masks for eight hours. Like, come on, my boy. Like, and then people claim, "Well, I can't breathe." I, I. Nah, man, you just you soft. That's what that is. You soft. <laughs> just deal with it. Deal with it for the time being, so this can be done with. That's the thing. It's crazy. It really could be done with right now. It's almost like uh, I don't know about y'all, but. Sometimes I I'd be put in punishment, and I would try to find ways around it. Yeah. By the point, by the time it gets to a point where it's like you keep trying to find ways around it, the punishment could have been over. But as a kid, you're just like, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> no, I, I gotta get over it. it. Seems like people have never been told to do anything in their lives up to this point, and so they're just like, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, something that's tied with the government, like, 
telling them what to do, even though the government already tells you what to do. You pay taxes. <laughs> they're going to arrest you if you don't pay taxes. <laughs> you, uh, you follow traffic laws. If you don't, you'll get hit or you'll get arrested. <laughs> Register your car, you have car insurance, you have homeowner's insurance, you have... They take the tax after the check, my boy. <laughs> what, else? what are some other regulations? There's a lot of regulations that we all follow. We got driver's license. You have sometimes you have to get specific license to do your job. You got a uh, license to vote. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, everything, basically. Literally everything that we do is governed, is sanctioned by government, bro. Like, <laughs> like they might, I think it's just a blatant, like, uh, being told, literally being told. Because, like, a lot of times the government writes things in in certain language where it's, like, it's not, like, a direct order or direct demand. So people are like, oh, okay, let's do it. Yeah, it is different when the when uh, a governmental force is telling you directly to do what to do. But like you know, there isn't a federal like mandate for masks. It's all state level or city level, and that should you should be more inclined to do that to to follow state or city level like ordinance because your city might be more at risk than another city. Yeah. You know what's weird though is like you have government like the Texas governor and the Georgia governor create create created like legislation or mandate that stated that the cities can't enforce a mask rule. Y'all heard about that? Like they did the opposite. They're like, nah, y'all yeah. to, like what? <laughs> he tried I guess he tried to like play both sides and he, he recommended the in Georgia. He recommended that they that they wear masks, but banned the right to mandate them to say to like people that don't agree with it that like I'm still with y'all, but I think that we should be wearing. It's like playing both sides, bro. He can't. It's like Ray Lewis when he kneeled on one knee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he kneeled, he kneeled on both, bro. <laughs> now he bro. said he was praying. You can't play both sides, bro. Ain't do it. Can't play both sides. Right. <coughs> uh, anything y'all wanted to add? Because we could go off playing both sides. We've seen the downfall of an idol. Oh, no. Kevin DeGeneres, bruh. That's no, dang. <laughs> What's y'all thoughts on it, bro? Ellen, I remember, I've been watching Ellen. My parents love watching Ellen, bro, since I was a kid. Dancing, bro. You get off school. It was like right when you got off school, bro. Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres show. She's dancing. Hey, hey, getting the crowd hyped. And now it turns out she was rude and mean to her staff. <laughs> Did y'all see her old DJ? That one dude is like, I stand with the people making the complaints. Damn. Y'all see that? Yeah. No, I see it. That. That's that makes me think like um 
You know how on those shows sometimes uh, the host tries to like clown like the DJ or like joke around? On Ellen's show, it's, it seems like the staff was forced to do that now. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. Really clown them, but now it's like they're really forced to do that. They didn't have an option. Yeah, it's sad because it's like it's another idol down, but that goes back. I was telling y'all, bro, the celebrities, they, they just people, man. They're not any different than us. It's got a different platform. It's just sad because, like, she portrays a persona that she's just the sweetest girl or the sweetest woman ever. And I mean, she might be, but at the same time, she's mistreating her staff. Mm hmm. I think that goes back to like genuineness and like character because it goes back to like people looking up to pro athletes just because they're pro athletes, but not mm -hmm. their character and the kind of person that they really are. That's kind of like my thoughts towards like uh, John Jones before I knew what he was doing. Uh -huh. That man is a, not a good person. And he like before I was watching like fights and I was like, oh, this guy's dope. He's like, he's really good. And then come to find out, he hit a prey. He 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 did a hit and run on a pregnant lady and got off because he's the world heavyweight champion or something. Mm. Like, nah, bro, can't rock with you. That's crazy. Um, we got like a minute left, so I'm uh in this, and then we can wrap up on another meeting. Y'all cool with that? It so, uh, going off that though, it's like um, if you are if you're like fake, which I guess Ellen was, and then like as long as you are an asset to the people that know you're being fake, then you won't get exposed. But as soon as you stop being an asset, it's all everything is on the table because like. She stopped paying her staff once COVID, once Corona happened. And this is when all this information started coming out. I wonder what her justification was for that. Like, what's her net worth? Hold up. Let me check. Oh, her net worth. When the thing is, I don't even know, like, if it would be directly probably come out from the network might have been a decision with the network but she probably got the final say so yeah shit, it will be up to the network wouldn't it for the payments yeah but they're blaming her i think she got like the final say or something that's fucked up that's ultra fucked up bro yeah but that's the thing though is uh a lot of the billionaires you think about, which I think she, she might be up there. I don't know if she's a billionaire, but they always say that to become a billionaire, you can't do it clean. Uh, You're going to exploit some people. You're going to do some things that are messed up. So, her salary is $75 million, but her net worth is $490 million. True. So she's up there. Sheesh. 
But yeah, you're right, bro. You can't be a billionaire and do it clean. There's no, there's no way. Somebody, uh, somebody gotta uh, take the fault. Yeah, and that's why you look at you. If you if you went through all these billionaires, these billionaires somehow, you know, they're silent. You don't hear nothing about them for real. Like nope. mainstream, like you no, know, they got their hands dirty to make them billions. Like, you don't talk about Nike and their sweatshops. You know what I'm saying? You don't talk about how Microsoft gets their uh, gets their uh, equipment. You know? You know they they hey they, 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 they yo they, uh, they be working people to the bone. You know what I'm saying? All the way. Well, no, that's not what I say. It is what it is. That's how it is. Um, it's sad, man. It's sad. Um, anything else y'all wanted to talk about? Yeah, can we talk about why your head so big, man? Oh, <laughs> you know what's crazy? God made me this way. And the fact that you feel like making that joke, I think uh, I don't know what to tell you. It's above me. It's crazy. That big forehead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what the man say? I ain't got no. Wait, what's his comeback to you? No neck or something like that? Yeah. Dang. No neck. That's all. I got a full full of hair on my head, so you know it's all good. You got a full full of hair. Mhm. Full full of hair. I got hair, bro. What's, I don't know what you want to say. <laughs> Y'all got hair. <laughs> Y'all got hair though. It's good. Man. But it's not balding or receding. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, bro. I ain't even talking about you, though. <laughs> you don't need to rub your head, bro. <laughs> nah, I need to rub it. I'm satisfied. It's okay. In the future, that'll be the look, you know what I'm saying? Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, uh, those are comments besides Diller being a bully. Um, All right, bro. <laughs> Uh, character building. Huh? Character building. Character building? <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Uh, I was listening to this song and it said, Sunny days wouldn't be special if it wasn't for rain. Joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. Man. Easy because life is hard. And that really, that hit me. You know what I'm saying? Fuck with that. Huh? I fuck with that. Who said that? Fifty Cent. Oh, okay. Many men. Many men. <laughs> many, many men. Bitch, death on me. I don't want. I don't want. Have mercy on me. A wise man yeah, we... said nothing at all. Nothing at all. 
Anyways, what were you gonna say? Dude? <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying we didn't need you to sing the song. We just need the title, but I appreciate it. Welcome. I didn't. Y'all didn't need it. I blessed y'all. You're welcome. Anyways, uh, any closing thoughts? Peace, love, and positivity. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Yeah. You know what it is. Hey man, this man Isaiah about to go to sleep, boy. I'm about to slink into this couch. Uh, <laughs> all I got to say is, just keep going. Perseverance trumps all. All of it. Mm-hmm. Keep going. That's right. I love it. Round of applause. Baby, make that ass clap now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he's finna say that. Or 12 King Street. Yeah. No. And we out. For 12 King Street. So.